hustlers. With these current grocery prices and these gas prices, everyone can use some sort of extra income. Here at Hustle Smarter, we do the research for you and we come back and provide you with value. So we are going to show you how to get into the trucking industry within a week, making 3K to 4K monthly. Course coming soon. Yo, the biggest the biggest billboard is yourself. Yeah, yeah. bro. Cause we think about it, the hustle, the hustle brings the dollar, right? And the experience brings the knowledge and the persistence brings the success. And like we talk about all the time, persistence is key. You gotta be consistent and persistent. What's up with it, world? We back one more gear. You know what it is, the Hustle Lounge Podcast. Yours truly, the biggest hustle. What's up, family? What's, What's good? good? What's good? We hey. here, man. What's up? We got a special guest. Special hey. guest. Yeah. Hold on. Every, every special guest. Special <laughs> guest. <laughs> the For biggest. Sure. If you want anything digital, any kind of design, she got some stuff that ain't even on the flyer yet. But we're gonna name this joint everything digital. Everything. With K Madison Design. With K yeah. Madison. K Madison Designs. Can we get a round of applause for the people? <laughs> <laughs> What's good, baby? What's going on? What's going on, y'all? For having me. Thank you for coming. Appreciate, yeah, appreciate you. We see you in every trap house back there. Oh, I'm coming. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. We, yeah. See, we, we know you trapped out. Uh, we know <laughs> that you know you got a busy schedule, so we're going to jump right into it. Uh, let's start off with the introduction. Who are you? And Yo. for the record, you know, it is my favorite cousin, <laughs> aka my big sister. We got a, a storied history. <laughs> Love of the death. Here we go. <laughs> I'm gonna just say it at the start, and this goes off everything we've all been talking about over the last couple of weeks, right? When you do have that opportunity to catch up with a family member, just do it. Mm-hmm. I was on the Facebook. Man, cousin Detroit, I'm going there for the football game for my birthday when I was in Ohio. Cuz, what you doing? Nothing, cuz, I ain't seen you in a while. Let's pull up. The rest is history. That was 2017. The rest is history. It was always love, but it's even better when you just linked up. All right. All right. All right. I won't talk about how she tortured me, but um, y'all don't listen to him. <laughs> Kay Madison is Kay Madison is so big that her name isn't even Kay Madison, and I cannot stop saying Kay Madison. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, introduce yourself, man. Right. To give a little introduction, my name is Ivory. I am the owner of K Madison Designs, which is named after my daughter, uh, which is Kalani Madison. Um, Madison is her middle name. And um, yeah, I'm the owner, creator, the designer, the delivery guy. I, I'm doing it all, y'all. I'm doing it all. Um, but yeah, this is my business and it is printing and designing. So I do pretty much uh, custom work. Um, for a lot of small businesses primarily and um, a lot of different events and um, special occasions. Okay. That's what's up. Yeah. Hold up, man. She, she just ran through it, though. She said, <laughs> create a designer, deliver anything you want. She's doing it by herself. She's doing yeah. it all. Doing it all. Oh. Yeah, that's what's up. Well, that's fire. Hopefully Respect. we can grow. Hopefully we can grow real soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You will, you will. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Take some hands off some things, but yeah, I'm, I'm the one doing it all right now. Okay, definitely. That's what's up. 
How long you been in business? Uh, officially, um, a year and a half. Um, but I've been working on design work for the last, I want to say like four to five years. Um, but as far as KMAT, it's been about a year and a half that we've been officially, you know, an LLC operating business. Um, but before that, we were kind of like just testing the water. So maybe about a year before that, before we actually went and got the LLC and made things official. Okay. And it's always been a passion of yours or is something new you picked up? Um, designing, no, has not always been a passion for me. Um, entrepreneurship, yes. Um, as early as I can rem remember would be like high school. Um, but for this, this was something that was kind of something that I learned working, uh, which I always tell people like build a skill, you know, find a, find a skill within, you know, your workplace and, you know, see what, you know, relates to you or something that you can carry on and maybe make a business out of. So that's kind of how this ended up falling in my lap. Okay. Yeah. You walk right into our next question, uh, <laughs> which is. Tell us about your previous business ventures. Oh, so the very, very first business. Y'all remember those, like, you should be here signs? <laughs> oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Come on, you was, you was, a, you was a con artist, cuz. you would have, yeah. Like, now when I think about it, I'm like, yo, if I wasn't, like, strong-willed and really just determined to, like, really just keep going, I would have stopped right there. I would have mm. stopped right there. It was, mm. I mean, y'all know about it, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like the ultimate pyramid scheme. Like, you know, like, right, you wasn't right, making right. no money if you wasn't bringing nobody else in. And that was, yeah. you know? You got to um, bring somebody, bring somebody, to bring somebody. Yeah, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, I, I network now. So it was nothing yeah. for me to kind of like talk to some people. Hey, you know, I got this going, yada, yada, yada. But I didn't want to be looked at. I value my face, right? I, I value right. my reputation. So being as though that particular organization or business, whatever you want to call it, entity, it had a bad reputation. I kind of pulled away from it because of that. Um, right. I didn't want people to feel scammed. I didn't want people to feel like, yo, I just spent my my last hundred dollars to sign up. Word is ain't, ain't nobody listening to me. Yeah. They should be here. They ain't here you know? Right. Like, Knowing no, they ain't about to get that hundred back. <laughs> this ain't for me but it was a good right. it was a good way to see different lanes of businesses and how they could go <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so that's crazy you brought that up because uh that was like once i came in you know i got that that, that, that gift of gab so they got me quick right they was like yo this is for you the military ain't working out because i was a troublemaker at the time and yeah. then they were they were smart with it and that's why i always i'm gonna write a book on sales because sex sells so they had the shorty at cannon she was like one of the you know what i mean top five they had her real in. I was trying to holler. So she hit me mm. like, yo, what you yeah. doing tonight? We ain't got to go out. I could just come through and kick it. Too easy, right? You're like, yeah, too easy. Got you. Got you. <laughs> yeah, so she like, just pull up on me. And then we go from there. And I'm like, man, I put on my favorite cologne. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, you know what I mean? I'm smooth. This one I used to wear a collar shirt only once a month because I wasn't, you know, I was still young. So yeah. I, put, I, put on my, <laughs> I put on my favorite collar shirt. I walks in, my man. It's her, another shorty, and this big-headed dude who I knew was the head right. honcho of the joint. Yeah. And she's like, well, let me show you this presentation. And you, yeah. He's like, you, yo, you I ain't come with no. <laughs> she pressed play on a VCR for you. Bro. <laughs> Pop it in. Like, 
And I was on the same shit. I was like, I know I had to get the gab to get people real then, but I just, I couldn't in my morals. And I wound up getting, uh, I, I didn't mean to steal your show. I was just, I, I wound up getting into it with the head honcho one day. I was on some, he was drunk. I was drunk. I was at his crib and he always was like throwing them jabs. And like I, like I said, like we said on the last episode, you get about yeah, two yeah. jabs for I right, blow right, up. Right. And um, <laughs> he was like, yo, you coming through addicts and you doing all this for that money. I'm out here. I just bought a $300,000 list. You know what I mean? Going crazy. And I'm like, yeah, nigga, but you robbing your own people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I was like, I was like, I'd rather get this money honestly through these addicts than to rob my people because man, they ain't never had shit. They're gonna kill me about that $335. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> them people, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I can't, man, them people gonna kill me. I'll take this black nigga for $35 and all this yes. bullshit that come with it. Like I read, so I read the whole script before you I signed. Like, like, yeah, so yeah, that was crazy, but yeah, fuck that blue sign, yo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I started it. So that was like a year me paying those whatever monthly dues. Yo, that 440, yo, that 440 was special. Yeah. Yo, they hit you for like 440 from the start of like 320 a month until you got three people. Like, yeah, it, it ripped me. It taught me a nice lesson. Though, right? Oh, yeah, for real. For real. You, you get you get burnt for sure on them yeah, things. Yeah, like, don't be so quick to just hop on whatever beer wagon is coming your way. Like, research. Right. You know, don't feel pressure. And if anybody's making you feel pressure, mm-hmm. then you know you have to take a step back. Right, right, you know? right. If, if I'm begging you to sell it, good hope sell itself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You heard Jesus just talk about straight <laughs> drop. Yeah. If it, if it was locking up in the pot, it wouldn't sell. I don't want to indict nobody, but <laughs> I learned that from rap music, y'all. <laughs> yeah. And like, yo, we gotta we gotta understand that it's too good to be true. Like, hey, that ain't that ain't the way to go. Exactly. So what happened after the blue sign? What you do after that? So after, the- <laughs> after you after- took the L. <laughs> After the blue sign, because I, I I was I was just getting my feet wet, right? Like I knew I wanted to do business. Um and I mean, like my high school job, I worked at Foot Locker, so I was into sales already. So I already knew that that was a lane that I enjoyed. Like, I, listen, I'll get you to walk out of there with six pair of sneakers, like easy, you know? So um, after the little blue sign, <laughs> I was an independent distributor for Pure Romance. If you don't know what Pure Romance, it's adult toys and things of that nature, guys. <laughs> I know cuz mm-hmm. don't want to hear it. But <laughs> he was selling dildos and coming to the party having dildo parties. <laughs> hey, but at the time though, sex probably was both sex is always going boom, bro. Sex sales. Yeah, right. Yeah. The reason why I like that is because you actually did parties, right? So mm-hmm. it wasn't just like selling a toy or whatever merchandise it is that it was. It was more so like, you know, people having like a gathering, right? So it's a, it's a room full of ladies. And I mean, I had young girls and I had grandmas in a room, you know, so it was a nice experience to just be Mm -hmm. able to interact with people from all different ages and different levels and just kind of getting my feet wet. Um, Then learning how the profit margin is with things, right? Because when you're an independent distributor, it's like, yeah, you're selling my product for me, but you get this 20% off of that $50 item, you know? And I kept looking at like how, like I was actually doing numbers, but I'm looking, I'm like, yo, if I could do this for somebody else, like I could, I could flip anything. You know what I mean? I could do my own thing. Like, you know, and I got to wait for the product to get here and then get it to, you know, the customers and things of that nature. So it wasn't, uh, it was more so just, uh, it's time to step back for it, from it. Like it was fun at the moment. Let's put it that way. You know, I was in college, you know, it was a couple extra yeah. dollars and I got to interact with other people. Um, we about to go down the list now, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was a hustle. Yeah, after 
after that, um, I moved along to Hair Mob. So with Hair Mob, I was selling extensions, and that was in 2013, and that ran to about right before my daughter, so about 2018. Mm. Um, that was my baby. Like, I still think about, like, if I'm going to go back and regroom that, you know? Right, but, right. Like, that, that's who people know me for. Like, they know me from Hair Mob. Like, I mean, <laughs> I did Hair Mob, and we was, like, in New York City. I had, like, 12 girls out there. We just walk in the street with Hair Mob shirts on, and that right there made me know that, you know, this printing and design thing can go down a yeah. good right like just branding and be able to market because when we were in new york city doing a photo shoot shout out we, to new york we yeah we was in harlem yeah. we was in harlem on 125th right? hey 125th <laughs> see them two them two don't know about it because they they no, from the country real. they don't know about the city no, life hey yo can you mute please over there so we can listen to her man all right leave man she hey, live man. in jersey she gonna talk about new york man come on yeah, man leave man no for i love the city i can't lie i love the energy and i feel like that's why I went and when I, you know, decided like, all right, I'm going to start this venture, you know, the first thing I wanted to do is like, all right, I want to go to a photo shoot. Yo, let's shoot to the city. Let's go big. Like, you know, that was my, my mindset. And all I could think about was mob, a mob of girls, you know? So you got a bunch of beautiful women. We all got the same t-shirts on. Everybody kind of styled it to, you know, their liking of, you know, their particular style. And you would have thought we were celebrities in New York City. Like we had people pulling over with their video like yo, go take a picture. Yeah. You know, like, I look like somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially in Harlem. They, hey, you know, it's gonna you know, catch you. It's gonna catch. Like, for sure, y'all. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so that was pretty much hair mob. And then as I was doing hair mob, I had a little side hustle along with that, which I was selling like handbags. You know, now I'm, I'm in the city all the time now. So, you know, I'm getting handbags, I'm getting scarves and things of that nature. So, you know, I had my my other little boutique type of stuff that was on the side. And then along came K Madison after that. So so first off, let's when you said the boutique and handbag, you know you took me deep with that one. Let's have them all the silence for Popeye Frank one time. Yep. Yes. Popeye Frank was the it shit in our blood, yo. I think people don't really realize that hustle in our blood. And what was crazy, like me and I was Facebook friends. We was cousins. We talked when we seen each other in Jersey, you know, but when I left, I never really, like I'm not coming back across the world to come to Jersey, but the hair mob was crazy. Like she, I was just blowing up the feed with 18, 22, 24 inches. And, and at the time I'm like, yo, cuz selling rims. You know, I'm in the car. So mm. <laughs> I see 24 inches. I knew nothing about it. I'm fresh out of Japan. So, you know, in Japan, they ain't really was on that hair extensions, right? And I'm like, yo, this is the new way. But yeah, the hair mob did. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Like she said, like, I was looking like, this cuz? Like, this shit, she going, right, she right. going, like, going digital. And, and I say all that to say two things. I'm looking at my right and my left collars on my right eye on my right low. Um, so Harlem, the, the branding. <laughs> and Colin got very excited about Harlem in New York. But I love New York. I'm from Brooklyn. You ready? No, I'm but in there. Smarter hasn't invaded New York yet. I'm a mute though. Yeah. Keep going. I, go ahead, Chris. That's yeah. yeah. so smart. I hadn't invaded New York yet. K. Madison ain't make our shirts yet, and Colin ain't take us on the tour guide. Sorry, <laughs> I get it, yo. Hey, so I'm, I'm gonna say this right because seem like you you've been winning each each venture you do be winning. So I look at it like you know winners are ordinary people with extraordinary determination. You know what I'm saying? And you just got to keep going. People don't. Are you looking at me like that? Hustle, damn. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Like, 
you keep you keep grinding, you keep trying new ventures because you got to succeed. You don't take the back seat because this didn't work. All right, you try the next thing, you keep it going, and eventually you will keep finding your niche because everything you did then built you up to the K Madison where it's at today. Thanks. Thank you. Stop what you're doing right now, man. Hit that like button, man. What's the comment? Let us know how we're doing. Appreciate y'all. Ivory's the top five greatest hustlers of the era. All right. Tell so us. if we didn't know, yeah, so <laughs> I, I confide with Ivory a lot. So Ivory's like my unofficial publicist. Mm. She too big time with Kate Madison for me to put on the payroll. I know her price is real high. But <laughs> sometimes, you know, I won't say that I say wild things, but sometimes before I say certain things, I run it by her first from her point of view. Um, not only a female or family member because just because you're a family member don't mean I'm gonna ask you a question but because of her hustle everything I've seen her do throughout the years you know after we met in Detroit I started doing my home like man what the hell cuz got going on I thought she was moving bags or something you know what yeah. I mean I not that I was mad I just wanted I might want in on that too but uh political campaign so Ivory I'm gonna give her her flowers her managerial skill set and leadership slash life coach slash mentorship slash nurturer, protector, provider, educator. Oh, <laughs> so she, she she possesses a lot of those qualities. And mm. when we talked about it that day, it says she stemmed from the political campaign. So please enlighten us. So the political campaign was a journey that I didn't sign up for, or at least I, it wasn't nowhere in my plan. Nowhere in my mm. plan. Um, it was my senior year in college and, um, it was pretty much almost time for graduation. And so it was a couple weeks before that, before the semester was ending. And I had a friend from my hometown that reached out to me, um, told me that, you know, it was a campaign that was, um, happening out in North New Jersey and that they were looking for people to drive vans. <laughs> they were looking for people to drive vans and they was paying daily. Right. So it was like, like 150, 175 a day, something like that. But if it was like three days straight and it was paying you at the end of the shift. So I'm like, what? You already know, sign me up. Like, I'm here. Yeah, I go to class Monday through Thursday. I'm, I'm free Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I got you. You know, so um, I ended up driving vans for the campaign that weekend. Um, and it was literally just supposed to be that. It was just supposed to be me driving, making a couple dollars that weekend and, you know, graduating from school and then figuring out what, you know, career I was going to go into. Um. Needless to say, a week after I did that campaign, they had reached out to me. It was maybe about two weeks because by this time I done graduated already. So they had reached out to me and they was like, you know, that they, you know, loved me and that they had uh, another campaign that was going on that it was pretty much like the ending of it and they just needed a little bit of help and they wanted me to go out to Long Island. Um, so I ended up going out to Long Island for a couple of days, did that. And then from there, um, maybe a couple of weeks after that, they had asked me to join another campaign. And this is what actually got me there and I stayed there. Um, so this campaign, I loved. This campaign wasn't a political campaign. Um, this campaign was for um, Lyft and Uber to operate in a city of New York. And then uh, for them to operate in Philly and for them to operate out in Texas. Um, so that's what actually got me into the campaign because I fell in love with it. It was like my dreams coming true without me even like being a part of it. <laughs> it's uh -huh. Like, like my, my work consists of happy hour, 
you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like mixing and mingling with all these different business owners and we're eating crackers and cheese and wine. Yeah, the finger you know foods. I mean? <laughs> yeah, I was like, yo, this shit is dope. And it's like, yo, I'm getting paid. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. nice to just like chill. Right. But it was pretty much a petitions program just to kind of like get them to be able to operate because you know, the whole taxi, that whole mm -hmm. thing. So I was actually a part of those teams in those cities that were able to get them to operate moving forward. So that's what actually got me in. And then, you know, I ended up spending, what, five years with them. Um, so during that time there, I had a project manager. Um, she was dope. She was dope. She was one of those managers that you have that sees more in you than you kind of see in yourself. Yeah. And I always had a fear of public speaking. Always had a year. <laughs> mm -hmm. I always had a fear of public speaking. And that was like one of the main things that you needed during these campaigns, right? Like, you know, whether it be me doing training or, you know, having to speak with a client, like I always kind of like froze up. And she always used to tell me, like, Ivory, one day we're gonna get you over that. Like one day you're gonna stand in front of this room and do the training. Like I wouldn't do the training. I'd be like, listen, I'll do the HR paperwork, I'll do onboarding, I'll do the data entry, I'll put a payroll, I'll do whatever it is you want me to do, but I'm not doing training. Right. Like I'm not yeah. in front of the room. And one day she got me. One day she didn't schedule anybody else to come in to do the training. Mm -hmm. And I was the only person there. Now I had to set through a hundred trainings, <laughs> um, yeah. but I had never did mine. And that day I had to get up. And I had to do that training. And I couldn't thank her enough for that. Right. You killed that shit, too. Peace out the cage. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I, okay, I did it. I did it. You know? Yeah. And, um, it just made me feel good. But she made a, a very valid point during that time. She was like, listen, you're a good worker. You know what I mean? You're good all around. Like, you know, as far as, like, leading people. Um, but you have to be an asset. Mm-hmm. And the more that you know, and the more that you can do, the more money you can make. Now, you know, I'm already coming to her like, yo, I heard such such get paid. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is that? You know what I mean? You like, you got to yeah. go with that. And I'm like, okay, so what I got to do? She like, right, you know, right. did the first step. You did the training. Like, you know, learn different areas of this office so that when people can't come on to, you know, work on this particular campaign that you can go ahead and take it over. Um, so that's one of the things that, you know, I took from her is like, you know, making yourself valuable. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. then when you know different things and you know your knowledge, you know the knowledge behind it, like you could put you could put a price tag on yourself for real, for real. You know, yeah. it can't hurt you that. Um, but as I was transitioning out of the campaigns, um, because I was, you know, expecting my child, you know, I had a long conversation with her and, you know, she had, you know, had all told me like a few years prior to that for me to like start learning how to do digital work that digital work was on its way and like that was going to be the way and that's where the money was going to be so you know in between campaigns like you know she even paid for programs for me like my photoshop program she paid for everything she gave me a macbook she like she hooked me up because she really believed mm -hmm. in me she just like mm -hmm. you know your time just play with it just learn yeah and it came that time it came that time where i'm like all right I'm making a decision to be a mom. I can't travel state to state no more. You know, I can't, I can't, I can't hop on a plane with a newborn baby no more. But that was my life. Like that's where I was. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I ended up reaching out to her and she had told me that she was getting ready to start her own digital firm and asked me to come on board. She was like, well, what did you learn during that time? I was like, well, I know a little bit, Jen. She was like, all right, like, you know, I'm going to start the digital firm in the next couple of months or whatever. Like you can come on board with me and, you know, we can go ahead and, you know, you can just do some digital work. It'd be stuff that you could do from at home. So I did a few websites for a couple different political clients that they had had. Um, I designed like some um, door hangers that they put on the door, some lawn signs, just some little things like that. And then um, this is like maybe a couple months before COVID had hit, um, business had slowed down for them. You got to think about it like this is campaign field work. So their main basis is like sending people out to go door to door. And now ain't no door to door. Mm. Right. <laughs> ain't no door to door, you know, like you got to figure out another way, which this digital comes into play as well. Um, so she had told me like, you know, business was running a little slow and, you know, that she would, you know, let me know when things had picked up, but she pretty much didn't have contracts. Um, mm -hmm. I was a contracted employee with her, mm -hmm. uh, or a contractor with her. Um, so once that happened, I was like, Ivory, what you're not going to do is take what you've learned and just let that just kind of sit on the wayside, you know? Yeah. Um, I took her, you know, advice and being an asset, learning different things and making myself valuable. So I'm like, I know, I know how to do this. I learned this skill and I know that I could do something with it. And that's what's up. So, so why, why, why are you doing that's tough. that? That's tough. Go ahead. Go ahead. G. No, no, go ahead. I was just saying that's tough. I didn't know that's how the K Madison started through the political story. Y'all so got the full frame. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got the so, whole framework. This shit, a motion picture. Where this ball. So, is. so while you was doing all of this, you 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 was uh you was trying to kind of stay to yourself. You wasn't too loud about it. You was just making your moves, right? So that's the thing I go by. Like you hustle in silence and let your success make noise. Yeah. Feel me? So that's what I go by all the time. And yo, that's a, hey, that's fire that she's making it shake like that, bro. Ain't nobody know. They ain't gotta can know. See, can, can we see the shirt? Oh, you ready? No, you ready? No, you see it? Yeah, I see it. Yeah, all day, every day. Oh, no, I need that. Oh, yeah, we got you. We got you. So, um, throughout all these business ventures, um, what did you, what was the biggest lesson you learned from each one? Um, the biggest, like, I can come with a lot of lessons. Um, the biggest lesson I would have to say is you gotta believe in yourself. You really got to believe in yourself because when I tell you, if I listened to people that was around me, I wouldn't never made it to no Kate Madison. I wouldn't have made it. I wouldn't have made it to hear mom. Let me put it that way. And the reason why I say that is you, you could feel when you're in the right space, right? But everybody else around you cannot know that um, or see that yet. And you could really got to push through those moments. Cause they can be really like a moment of like, you know what? I'm just going to tap out. I want to tap out. Nobody's believing me. Nobody's liking, nobody's sharing, nobody's, you know, commenting, nobody's really supporting or whatever. And just, you got to believe in yourself. You really got to believe in yourself. Cause it gets hard. It gets hard when you messing up or things ain't going right. Like you got to push through those moments. Cause it's those moments that actually strengthen you. That's, right. that's tough yeah and, and that's that's the hard part too like me and cuz talk hard. a lot about 
we talk about it a lot because ultimately, and I think I said this, I'm sure I said it on a couple of my sermons that I post throughout the week when I go on my rants, but um, sometimes we just naturally as humans, we want support from people who ain't ready to support us. Um, and, and they might not support us till we get to that next level. And all that's fine. There's no grudges being held, but it's so imperative that you got to believe in yourself more than anybody else, which is why everything matters. The boundaries matter because if someone's close, you only need boundaries from close people. But if that close person is impeding on what you're trying to do and what you're trying to grow, they got to move around. Um, and you said with the energy, the majority of our, our culture, especially, I mean, me and her in the same blood, mm-hmm. nine to five to 65 and die hopefully, and die on the job, you know what I mean? No money, you know, so everything she's saying is foreign. Everything I'm saying is foreign because they, well, they're, it's like, they're, they're trying to, you don't want to go to work, like, you got a good job, like, what are you doing? Why would you quit? <laughs> what are you doing? They're paying you $15 an hour, like, then when you break down the math, like, $15 an hour in Jersey is more like 15 cents because they've been there so long, they don't even see that, like, they no. Don't, they don't see the <laughs> no. But like, uh, nah, know, that's, that's what I'm saying about, like, believing in yourself, Let's say I, I was selling here, okay, guys. I was selling here. I do not do here. I don't do here. I don't do here. <laughs> <laughs> you got to think about it. I'm out here selling here to people, and they like, oh, can you can you put it in for me? Like, and I'm like, nah, but I can send you to her. I can send you to her, and I can send you to her. You know, like those those same people that do do here are looking at me like, yo, I, how you really out here selling here? You don't even do here. It don't matter. <laughs> it it don't. don't. I got a product. I know my product, and I know how to sell. I know how to give good customer service, and that's all I need. Give me that case of water. <laughs> you know. You could flip that. Yeah. So like yeah. Matter. You you structure yourself, and you get yourself in a position where you're able to carry those skills on whatever it is that you do, and that's hands down. That's fire. That's fire. And it- that's yo the biggest the biggest billboard is yourself yeah because we think about it the hustle the hustle brings the dollar right and the experience brings the knowledge and the persistence brings the success and as we talk about all the time persistence is key you gotta be consistent and persistent This concludes another episode of the Hustle Lounge podcast. We'll catch you next time.